the fact that I am seeing Happy New Year is funny and exciting in a way because 2021 was indeed a year and I'm sure nobody like thought 2022 would come this fast you know the last month of 2021 went by really fast so yeah this is me saying happy new year to all my listeners and all my very faithful encouraging and loving subscribers thank you so much for being here for me the last three years with you have been the best moments of my life and i am so grateful that i can see that i have made a family of this podcast um (laughs) this is our first first podcast in 2022 and i remember just yesterday we were recording a podcast for 2019 the first one but we're here today and i'm so grateful that you know like i said a lot has happened we have all evolved through the course of time and today we're standing excited and mostly about the new beginning because that's what usually happens in the new beginning And I'm grateful to God Almighty for his love. (laughs) And more than anything, he has stood as a pillar for the most of us here who have waded through this deep. He has been there with us. Indeed, he has been the light in the tunnel. And he can be the only light because without him, it's always completely dark and void. But we're grateful to God. And I thank him for always being the anchor of this podcast and i bless his holy name amen so guys um i just want to say that if you have never listened to my podcast before this is the one that you want to listen to (laughs) why um well because this is going to have a lot of explanations and juices um as to why we had so many missed episodes so many cancelled shows but also because for the first time in my life i get to admit that you know while i know that life has like um, it's high especially of highs and lows that the lows also need to be talked about you know a lot of times i i come here and i talk about vulnerability because i believe and like i said at the beginning of our first podcast that i i am one of the greatest um, proponents of wholeness and vulnerability But the truth is, I don't think I have in myself been able to process and accept, you know, what it means to be vulnerable and to be, to desire to be whole, the journey to wholeness. Um, I remember in 2019, I talked so much about it being my year of healing, you know, um, 2020 rather. Yes, I talked about it being so much of my year of healing. And I like to talk in parables. <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like I never I never actually talk about you know I give I give insights into what might be going on in my life, but I never actually speak in specifics. And um I think some of the things that I'll be seeing here, a lot of people that have stood as like my close friends, um my mentors my bottom bearers very few of them have had some of things in fact some of if i don't think i think if little of things i'm going to say here on this podcast no one has heard of 
them before this would be my first time seeing them and actually owning up to myself and i know you might be curious as to why i'm doing this it's not because i have it all figured out yet or i understand it but i made a pledge and an oath to always stand in the light and no matter how breaking that can be sometimes and shrinking and i always promised god almighty that i would always let my life shine before men so that they can see and because i understand that light doesn't only shine when things are good light reveals a lot of very terrible moments as well and here i'm going to be sharing some things that should i my natural self will fight to not be seen or heard but because i understand that the only way to actually crush the head of the serpent is to stand on it in strength and even in bleak absolutely bleak courage sometimes um just like when 2020 struck for most of us it was the pandemic here we're all confused unsure which way to go you know most of us just wanted to sleep and wake up the next day (laughs) we knew we're going to adjust to you know a new normal but we didn't understand to what extent this normal would be and that is the thing about the future you know when we stand from point a to look at things it's always very unclear like you're standing and you're you you can only project even us who you know when we prophesy things we know the end but we do not know what happens in that loophole that place between where we're standing and getting to that end and that's what i'm about to share with everyone i've always known from the end i always tell people that one of the most intimidating things about my life is the fact that i know where it ends i know the not not that i know when it ends <laughs> i know what the end would be and i know that you would end in praises and joy but you see this road this one of walking to that end of going there is what i am completely unsure of and though it comes to me by revelation you know little bits by pieces i don't think i guess that's why the bible always tells us to write it down because even the visions are sometimes very unclear um yeah (laughs) this is getting like a parable turn and i speak about the most intimidating points in my life with so much humility humility in the terms that i'm not here to tell anyone that i have life figured out or i have a manual in fact i always say that anybody that has a manual to adulting should come and share with me because i need to know how it is done so yeah let me begin and get right into the story i've been giving a turn of preambles but yeah at this point i actually want to hit the nail on the head and talk about the lose and face it and step on the serpent and crush it once and for all in 2020 i experienced what was like everyone else an unsure path to toe i had just resumed a job <laughs> not the job of my dreams maybe you think it's the job of my dreams no not not that not that i had a job of it my dream or anything but i had a job and for me it seemed like a stable thing and if you know me you know that i'm someone who 
loves to have some some level of stability in my life so i was happy that at least i was in a place where you know i i was somewhat stable and i resumed that job with a desire to stretch myself to realize what my what my um threshold would be and in the time when i started it it seemed like what i would be doing for the next couple of years because i had applied for so many other things like a fresh graduate i was trying to jump on a master's degree or maybe try something and what people don't know (laughs) or some know about me is for in 2019 i counted a total of hey god i don't even know how many rejections i counted you know having graduated with a good result having um experienced what i would call a favored part of my life i was beginning to witness what uncertainty felt like i never been that rejected in my life before i know people say that you know when you graduate reality hits you but i wasn't even prepared for that mostly because that's the point where i actually became a believer so in my head i thought you know that period in my life would be a time where everything would just work for me you know where i would not have to struggle for anything and things would just work as they would they were supposed to work you know so when i got my job thank god something stable had come i moved cities without my family i was alone um you know at the time a 22 year old living all by herself and i was just striving to be the best version of myself or a better version of myself as it seemed then the pandemic came and like everyone else i had to adjust to working from home um in this time my mental health spiraled downwards it was a period where i realized that you know most of the things that we we say sometimes we need to sit sleep through it internalize and reaffirm to ourselves most times what kept me up in the morning or what would make me come up during those mornings of quarantine or um what's it called lockdown was when i would write affirmations to myself and literally have to say it out to make myself realize that you know i could get through that day because there was a job that paid pennies i still had to rely on my parents you know for for resources for money and i i i feel like my parents have always been amazing and very supportive but the truth is i always knew that i could not always lean in and (laughs) i felt like a leech at this time especially because you know when you're working you're supposed to be paid right that's the beauty of being of working but because of the pandemic most companies had to slash you know because what they were the revenue they were getting was not as much as you know they were getting when things were normal so i was having to live on something that was less than 50 percent of my earning and it was a horrible horrible experience not because anybody particularly needed money at the time or anything but because even what people called the basic necessities of that time i couldn't afford 
and I had made a commitment to myself that when I started the job I was going to be able to save some resources so there was one of the beginning of what cost me my mental health at the time and at the time I was also in a relationship which I thought was <laughs> was it the it's the last bus stop and um because of the pandemic and like every other thing it started to shake at that time and at the end of 2020 i'm just trying to be very brief with these explanations that relationship crashed not only did the relationship crash it was also like a, a point in my life where i was uncertain about a lot of things then what seemed like the wow moment because one thing about the low moment is while they are going on sometimes something that looks like a little bit of a ray of something good comes up so in that year i got admitted into a school in the united states for my master's degree and in this time i was excited i was excited because i would finally have the opportunity to leave and restart my life and you know get to a point where i could actually um what's the word we have the opportunity to rewrite and actually maybe live out the life that i thought because i've always imagined that my life would be in a place where i would actually enjoy the things that i was the things i was doing at the time i was at a job that i didn't understand why i was there even though i loved the people in it i could I I I wish I could relieve a lot of the moments that I felt like I did not give my essence to but at the same time I'm grateful that that point I was very grateful that that point in my life ended so when it ended um, I was looking forward to traveling packed up my things had ended my relationship so for me yeah it seemed like uh, to end something and begin something new so I quit my job as well, naturally, because I got like admissions and I moved cities. You know, a lot of people have always known that I used to live in Lagos. And I had lived in Lagos for two years of my life. So I moved from Lagos to Abuja to live with my family. And at this time, I had obviously said my final goodbyes to my friends in Lagos. I was leaving to start a new life. But in 2021, my life took a total downward spiral. A total downward spiral. It didn't look like anything good was going to come out of it. I applied to travel to the US for my master's on the 11th of January, 2021. And I got denied of my visa. At this time, well, it was the knock me out moment obviously and this happened in lagos because i did my first interview in lagos before i moved and i thought to myself that god what just happened i didn't see that coming i had all my documents i had everything that i planned for but it did not happen so i was confused i was sad mostly confused because this wasn't the plan (laughs) this wasn't what i thought would happen so I packed my bags. Obviously, my family, they were devastated. Everybody, because I had already started my master's online. A few months of commitment. 
I had a very good CGPA. I was looking forward to going to school to graduate with a distinction. I had made, my father had made a lot of financial commitments, obviously. School fees had been paid, everything had been paid. So I moved cities because I could no longer live in Lagos again. Um, I had no job, nothing to sustain me. So I felt like that would be unfair to subject my parents to keep paying. At this time, people had, you know, the people in my life who knew about this had advised me, take up another job, resume your life. But I fought. I said I was going to try again because I knew that even the life I had then was not the life that I wanted. And it wasn't the life that God wanted for me. So I knew that that point in my life had ended and there was no way I was going to go back. So I moved to Abuja in the end of January 2021. When I moved, I was advised to reapply. And then I did. (laughs) You know, I thought this time I would do it better because they had said something about not having ties to my home country. So I tried to adjust everything. And please permit me to save you a lot of details because some of them are quite private Um, I did apply again and I remember the second time I went in with some level of boldness because I knew well this had to be the last one just give me my passport and let me get out of this place and again I got denied at this point I know a lot of people are asking me like what's going on What, what like what was happening what were you thinking what was the point did you really the, I think the most the most resilient part of this story that I don't even know how it happened myself was the fact that through this moment I was in school I was going to school I was giving it my all I was getting applauded for doing a great work in school my teachers my fellow students were looking forward to me coming my class was a small class so it was like everyone knew each other so they looked forward to me Obviously, I was dealing with the time zone difference because, you know, the time space between Nigeria and America was different. So I was looking forward to actually traveling to fix that, you know, just being a place where I I could <laughs> I could be, you know, committed to my studies finally. And then. While this was going on, the second one happened. I informed my school that I had been denied again. And they moved my admission date again for my resumption date, rather. So I was like, well, good thing my school is um, deferring my admission. I was also on a scholarship. You know, a scholarship that was going to increase when I got there. So I I was like, I, I, you know, my, my faith became very shaky. Um... I did not understand what was going on in my life. I remember in those moments, there were times when, after the second interview happened, I remember one day when I was in my room, I was everyone, and the funny thing was, all my friends were working, all my siblings were dealing with life, everyone was going on with their life. And I felt like my life had just been put on hold for some reason. I would spend days, weeks, and months alone, you know, not knowing what to do, not knowing where to start from. I remember on one of those days, um, I was in my room, and 
I I thought to myself that the best thing to do at this point would be to just end it all. I know I had just done laundry and I brought in my laundry to my room and I knelt down in front of my room and broke down and I cried. That was the first time I was actually crying with all of this happening. Like I had not cried for once through it. Like obviously my first after my first rejection I think I shed a little tears and that was it because normal me it would my natural instinct is always to just bounce back and you know just act like nothing has happened but in this moment i sank to my feet and i cried unbearably i don't think i've ever cried that much in my life before i cried so much that i lost my breath i couldn't breathe anymore and in this instant i the only thing i could think of doing was packing up and leaving that's why i call it i refuse to call it the other name so i sank to my feet and i just cried i broke down i couldn't eat i cried so much i couldn't write i couldn't do any of the things that i love to do i was dealing with a heartbreak from my relationship being packed up and everything and i could not bring myself to do anything i even thought talking to anybody would be useless because how much would they understand what is the depth that they would understand or what was going on because i could tell someone what i was dealing with but i don't think that i could pour my heart like my entire heart out to them for them to see what was going on at the time so in the process of deciding when to if to pack up and leave or not I I just don't know what happened. I just became so stressed. My mental health was just kept on depreciating before me. In this time people would call me, want to talk about what they were going through. Some of them were going through things that were deeper than mine. Some I could draw a little bit of strength for in the moment from um some I would still talk to you know we assured them you know things would get better but i was just so unsure of where my own life was going i was so unsure of what was happening in my life um in june i developed a gastrointestinal disease because i wasn't eating properly i was in pain so much pain that i could not sleep from <laughs> months i couldn't sleep i thought i was i thought that was it i thought that the thing that i was praying for had come but i didn't want to live with pain i just thought it would be nicer to to live all well happier because i sure i was sure i had secured my seats at with jesus so last last what what is this you know so i was in pain i would I wasn't sure what I was dealing with. I would call my parents to ask questions like, oh, when this is going on, when you're having this pain. But I never wanted to tell anybody or admit to myself that I actually knew what the cause of that pain was. So it went on that way until right after my, before my birthday, I made, I made the decision to try again for the third time. And this time I promised myself that I was going to do it better than I had done it the other two times. So 
my dad was around my dad's always been my one of my biggest support systems you know in this time most of times he would call me he would encourage me um i couldn't i i had to i i told myself that i was going to do this one more time so i tried i had gotten a letter from a center in the united states with the hope that you know that would be enough you know enough um substantive evidence that i was going to come back you know having someone affirm to me and truly honestly i never planned on traveling to any country to live permanently i am one of people that have always believed that nigeria was my place you know like i had something to do here i had a commitment that was one thing or this is one thing in my life that i am so sure about more than anybody else i'm always i've always been so sure that wherever i'm going outside to gather this would be a place to pour back i've always believed in the build your country that no one else would build it for you type of thing that's the the idea that i have always had about my my career and my life generally so i tried again and this time i tried with the intent of this would be the last one i remember walking in so confidently and getting denied and this was a few weeks after my birthday like <laughs> if you think you've known pain trust me there's nothing as crushing as hearing someone tell you how unworthy you are of having something that you know that you're very worthy of receiving if you think you've known pain you've never had someone look you in the eyes and tell you that you're not capable of something that you know that you are capable of but understanding that there is a reason for it <laughs> and understanding that no matter how much power you think you wield in that time you are absolutely like the dust of the ground like the only thing you can do is just lay low so i had two options to either pick up myself and keep working or to crumble in that moment and it was a tough decision because both were very valid i will not even lie to you like it was valid my decision to crumble was very valid I remember walking out of that place and looking at my dad in the face and I could see the disappointment in his face. Not that me clearly. But I understood because sometimes when I go through pain, I try to understand what the people that are, you know, during this time, this whole year, one thing my family would always say to me, I know that you know you're the one going through this, but can you imagine what we are going through? And I can imagine that what they were going through on my behalf was quite valid as well because, I mean, they wish they could help but they, they they wish they could help me but they did not even have you know the power to everybody was just as helpless as i was in that moment i would pray i would go to church line church sometimes like i just wanted to just sit at the back of church and just cry i didn't even want to go home even when i know money the only place i knew that i should be was church I didn't have anybody to, you know, I would not say I didn't have anybody to talk to, but I did not want to bother anybody with what I was going through. So most times I'm like, God, you're the one that can get me through this. I would sit down in church and just cry. Cry, like through midweek, through the different programs in church, through Sundays. I'm like, God, I have, 
I have been here standing tall. Why is this happening to me? Why? I'm like, what's going on? What should I do? Okay, if this one is not, what, what exactly am I going to do? And one of the things I hated so much in that time was when I would talk to fellow believers and they would tell me, ah, have you prayed about it? Of course I've prayed about it. Of course I've spent hours prayed. What do you think? And I mean, that was what, what, what seemed. I mean, that's what they should tell me. But at the time, I just didn't want to hear it. So that happened. And that went on. And when you think that, you know, everything is, is just falling apart, something that seemed like a ray of light came to my life. In a time when I least expected it, that story, I would leave for another day. But um, I'm sharing this part of my life for one reason. Because like I said, no matter how much we say that we want to stand in the light, I think one of the things that we love to say is go for it and be light. Standing in the light means radiating both the high and the low moments and having people see every single bit of it, including the ones that are messy, dirty, unknown, known, And for me, the decision to pack up and leave, like I call it, because I refuse to give it a name, (laughs) wasn't from a place of weakness. It wasn't because I was weak and I could not, because a lot of people say that when people attempt to pack up and leave, it's because they are weak. No, it was because that was the only thing that I was certain about through these uncertainties in my life. The only thing that I knew that I was sure of was that if I leave this place today, I'm going to be with God. But what I did not have, or what I knew better, was the process to do the packing up and leave. I didn't think that I was strong enough to execute it. And I know what kept me in this moment. It can only be God that kept me. It can only be God. And I say this not because I have figured out everything that has gone on in my life in the last 12 months. No. But because every single time when I bow my head and I think of this moment, I don't know how I am standing here. I don't know. I don't know till today what has kept me. I don't know because there were a thousand and one reasons, a thousand and one times that I had actually seen myself leave the face of this earth just through my eyes like just closing my eyes but i don't know what kept me and it can always it can always 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 be god it would always be god and now like no matter what is happening to me i refuse to say that i know what where i'm going or i understand i i don't even know i don't even know what tomorrow would be i don't even know that pain would not come tomorrow i don't know in fact that's one thing that i am certain of that trials will arise i don't even i'm not one of those people that will tell you that trials you know i'm I'm, no i know that 2022 will have its own share of knockdowns i don't even know if it's going to be worse than 2021 but i know that i got through a year that could not bring me down that could not crush me so i know that the same force the same power that kept me going in 2021 will get me through this year and every other year of my life so this is me 
sharing my nakedness and my low moments before everybody. And I hope that this encourages you and I hope that it gives you the peace and the love and the patience and the tenacity to get through the low moments of your life. And until we meet again, Happy New Year and do have an amazing 2022. I'm signing out.